call our pastor Reverend Silmubingay to preach to us the very word of God. Pastor. Thank you. Special. Thank you, Sir Greg. And good evening to all of us tonight. Kindly open your Bible with me in the book of um, Daniel, chapter 6, verses 1 to 10. Again, uh, let me announce to the church that our, uh, we're trying to resume our uh, regular activities like soul winning, visitation. So uh, every, every Thursday morning and uh, afternoon, we, have, we started it with the full-time workers. We have our devotion 6, 8 to 8.30 and then leave the church at 9. And what we did last time was we, we assigned our workers in a uh, place. So we, we slowly dropped them up uh, in their area. And then after um, uh, doing their soul winning activities, then they will be fetched by the bus. So it's open now for the members of the church. We need you to inform us so that we can prepare the transportation. We are observing proper protocols at all time. We, I instructed our workers to, if you could just stay outside of the gate, if you have the chance to talk to them outside of the gate, just go ahead and, and uh, per person, just per house, per home, spend uh, at least 10 minutes and to our members, during our visitation on Friday, we also spend 10 minutes, just read a portion of the Bible, and then say something, and then pray, and then leave, so that our members would, would uh, feel that our church is uh, visiting them. So uh, we will choose another, another area this coming Thursday, and so uh, if you wish to go, Morning and uh, afternoon. At afternoon time, we at three o'clock, and then uh, be back for thirty. So uh, be praying much for this. Now the danger is still out there. In fact, uh, we all know that yesterday Niabu took seven thousand plus. So it's quite alarming because of the new variants uh, coming. So, uh, but we cannot, we cannot uh, prolong the time that we need to go out and win souls. I was, as I have shared, I still rejoice on it. Uh, uh, Mamels and I went last Thursday to Earl Joyce Steel Publication Services, and I asked Engineer Lumantad if he could allow me to conduct Bible study. And I was surprised. He said, Sige, Pastor. Um, we need that. So I said, just give me 10 to 20 minutes. And uh, so I, I kept my word, 10 to 15 minutes. Pagkahuman, he said, Pastor, nabitay man mi. Bitin kayo mi. So uh, I said, I feel something good about it. And said, I was enlightened. But pero imo magiputol dahil, Pastor. He said, Engineer, nagpromise ko nga 15 to 20 minutes lang. Si sunod gani pastor nga tastasa so uh, you mean to say nga uh, makabalik pa ko sa anytime so at least uh, uh, I said that to, to tell you this that hearts of the people are open today we are in the harvest time 
people are sensitive sa need, they are craving for their needs. So, um, if ever you have uh, an office that you can talk to your boss, um, maybe we can start Bible study in your area. Do it while there is still the opportunity to do it. Your Bible, please, tonight in the book of Daniel, chapter 6. We all love this chapter, talking about prayer. And tonight I'm speaking about Daniel's faithful prayer life. His faithful prayer life. We are involved in prayer, but the question is, are we, how are we faithful? How much are we faithful as far as prayer is? How deep are we faithful in our commitment to prayer? Please rise as we, as we read Daniel chapter 6 verse number 10. Daniel chapter 6 verse number 10. Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house and his windows being open in his chamber toward Jerusalem. He kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. Heavenly Father, thank you for the life of this great man, Daniel. Thank you for the example of his prayer life, his faithfulness. And as God's people, we need to learn from his faithfulness, Lord, and help us in what area we need to see we can keep our faithfulness in prayer. Thank you, Lord, for knowing that uh, circumstances come into our lives and the purpose is so that we might learn to pray. We might learn to beg. We might learn to see your hand working in our own lives, in the life of our church. Tonight I pray that the Holy Spirit would speak into our hearts and bless the word. May souls get saved through our prayers. Continue, Father, to work on our Bible studies. Continue, Lord God, as we always see ourselves at your mercy. Lord, the pandemic is still there. The danger is still there. In fact, there is a, there is a threat again that uh, the nation would go locked down again because of the uh, rapid increase of, of uh, those who are affected. Lord, whatever opportunity left for us, we do it by the grace of God. And we are praying that you allow us to work for the, even in the last days of the last days. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Daniel's faithful prayer life. One of the great men of prayer in the Bible was Daniel. And uh, no question about that. We say, if we have to choose at least 10 men in the Bible... Write the names of ten men that are associated with prayer. I believe Daniel would be one of the first persons that you will write down. He was such a great man of prayer that he was, in fact, he was arrested for praying. Can you imagine? He was arrested for the charge of praying. I guess with that, we, we, have, we haven't gone to that far. In our experience, being being uh, uh, being arrested because of, of praying, 
Daniel prayed when he was, it was against the law to pray. Daniel prayed in secret, but he did not keep it a secret that he was a man of prayer. Everybody knows, everybody around him knew that Daniel was a man of prayer, even in even his own enemies. Daniel was committed to prayer. You see, prayer was an expression of his personal devotion. It was an expression of his dependence upon his God. He prayed because he was devoted to his God. He prayed because he believed in his God. He prayed because he, he totally uh, depended on God. God is a personal being. God is a personal God. So that means God can hear. He hears the prayer of his people. There are other attributes of, uh, of, of the prayer hearing God in this chapter. We find that he is a personal God. We find that he hears and answers prayers. He is a living God. Look at verse number 20, please. In verse number 20, it, there, it, it says there where he came to the den and cried with a lamentable voice and, and unto Daniel. And the king spake unto him, uh, and said unto Daniel, O Daniel, servant of the living God, is thy God whom thou servest continually able to deliver thee from the lions? He is the servant of the living God. God is alive. God is living. He's a personal God. He's able to deliver. And in verse number 21, there it says, Then Daniel, then said Daniel to the king, O king, live forever. My God hath sent his angel and shut the lion's mouths, that they have not hurt me, for as much as before him is innocence was found in me, and also before thee, O king, I have I have done no, I have done no hurt. And so God is a personal God. He, verse number 26, He's a God who endures forever. I make a decree that every, in every dominion of my kingdom, men tremble and fear the God of Daniel, for he is the living God and steadfast forever. And his kingdom that which shall not be destroyed and his dominion shall be even unto the end. That's the God we serve. I make a decree, he says, that in every dominion of my kingdom, and the man tremble and fear before the God of Daniel. I love that. The God of Daniel. Is he our God tonight? Of course, yes. He's the living God, the steadfast forever, and his kingdom, that which shall never be destroyed. Verse number 28. In verse 28, so then Daniel prospered in the reign of Darius, in the reign of Cyrus, the Persian. Two names mentioned there. Uh, so Daniel prospered in the reign of Darius, in the reign of Cyrus, the Persian. Now some Bible scholars, I've checked on this. Some take this to mean that Darius was Cyrus, the Persian. He's the same person. Remember, he was the one who... Uh, wrote a law allowing the Jews to go back to their, their homeland. And uh, now, it says this Daniel prospered. This Daniel prospered. This is the last link actually in a long chain set through in this chapter. We can see Daniel prospering along this path. Notice nine things that happened to Daniel in this chapter. We can see Daniel progressing along this path. Number one, Daniel was plotted against. 
Number two, he was praying. Number three, he was praising. Number four, he was persistently serving God. And then number five, he was persecuted. He was protected. Number six, he was preserved. And then number eight, he was preferred and then prospered. The best thing we can say is this, God is wonderful God that we serve. The first thing we can find here is that Daniel was fully convinced. He was so confident that the source of his power, and we need to understand this tonight, the source of his power is prayer. Where do we get the source of our power? Prayer. And I believe on that with all of my heart. I have been in the ministry for 40 years now. And I have seen enough working in prayer. And I started when I was 16 years old. And I'm 57 this coming August. And I have seen through the years in serving God the power of prayer. So Daniel, first of all, was, was fully convinced. He was confident that the source of his power is prayer. And uh, Daniel was always a man of prayer. If you saw him great before the people, the reason was he was, it was because he was great before his God. He knew how to lay hold on divine strength. And he became strong. He knew how to study divine wisdom and he was wise. Prayer is the source of the power for a child of God. It is the source of power for every child of God. God's most, God most definitely listens to prayer. He answers prayer and moves in response to prayer. Number one, we are told that he went into his house to pray. Look at verse number six. Daniel knew that the writing was signed. He went into his house. And his windows being opened in his chamber toward Jerusalem. And he kneeled upon his knees three times and prayed. He went into his house to pray. Now we need to understand it a little bit here. Said, uh, there is something we need to understand here. I believe Daniel was a, was a special, he has a special place in his house. Where he usually prayed. By the way, we need to understand the circumstances behind it. You would never appreciate that until you uh, understand and see a little bit the background of what is said here in the Bible. He was a busy man. At this particular time, he was the prime minister of the kingdom. Not just a small country. He was the prime minister of an empire that rules the world at this time. He was a busy man. He had to take care of so many duties and responsibilities but he did not he did not allow it he did he 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 did not pray first of all in his office he could have just well now i have i can i can uh make a, a little chamber inside my office and i can excuse myself for a while and go there and pray no he went we are not told how long as far as the distance how far is the distance from his office to his house and uh, he was in habit of going to his house to pray. And uh, notice that his windows are open toward Jerusalem. No doubt one of the reasons why he had to go home every time he prays. 
three times, but he had to leave his office. Here is a man that is entertaining. The, actually, the king would hide himself. He was in charge of all the affairs of the countries of the world. So many nations connected to, to that, that, that great empire. And uh, so, now, uh, no doubt, one of the reasons he had to go home to, every time he prays is that he might get a clear view of the direction toward the city of Jerusalem. His, his house was placed in a, in a certain location where he can, he can view the city of Jerusalem. It may not be clear, but he can well tell that it was towards that place. And uh, he can open his windows and imagine his people, imagine his beloved city and the God that he knew in that place. So now we, we, we ask the question, why is this so? Well, even though Jerusalem at this time lay ruins, it was destroyed by the Babylonians. There were several times of the seeds made by the Babylonians. There were at least three or four times they came and, and, uh, and destroyed the place. Not just once, but many times. And as a result, their beloved city was now, it, it, it laid waste, ruined. And the temple was destroyed at that time. Still this place, in spite of the fact that it happened that way, Still, this place was where God had chosen and actually where he would dwell in the temple between the mercy seat and the cherubim. He could imagine the, the mercy seat. He could imagine the holy place, the temple. He could imagine where they learned about God as, as, as children, as, uh, as young people. And uh, he knew that, that that's the place. In other words, Jerusalem and the temple at least at that time was God's dwelling place. And it made no difference, at least in Daniel's mind, that the temple was destroyed and the Lord was no longer dwelling there. Still, this was the place that he had chosen. And there was no record even in any of the prophecies. And despite Judah's great sin, that this had been changed. Therefore, he would pray toward Jerusalem. Actually, this practice of praying toward Jerusalem is acknowledged to have arisen in Babylon and other points of the empire during the captivity. They were there for 70 years. 70 years as prophesied. Solomon in his prayer actually um, at the dedication of the temple refers to the contingency of captivity in 1 Kings 80, chapter 8, verse 48, 49. And then he prayed if the captive, he says, if those who have been taken into captivity would come and pray. And he, he mentioned, made mention about that. In his prayer, Daniel opened claim God's previous promises. And he was reminding God of his past dealings with his people. And if you want, now if you want power in your prayer, claim God's previous promises for it gives more power to your prayer. We can look back. And we can refer to promises written in the word of God. Matthew 7 verse 7 and 8. It says. Ask and it shall be given you. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth. 
And he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. Who made that promise? I ask you. Who made that promise? I ask you. Jesus Christ. It came from the very lips of Jesus. When was that promise made? 2,000 more years ago. And we can see that this is a previous promise made in the word of God. In John 14 verse 13. And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. And that was, that was made by Christ in, in John 14, 13, 2,000 years ago. In Jeremiah 33, verse 3, Call unto me, about 2,700 years, God said, Call unto me, Jeremiah, and I will answer thee, 2,600, 2,500 years, Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. In Second Samuel chapter 7, verse 25, And now, O Lord, the, the word that thou hast spoken concerning thy servant, concerning this house, establish it forever, and then do as thou hast said. David was reminding God, said, he said, do as thou hast said. And uh, you have made it, Lord. You have, you have promised. We can go to Matthew 7, 7 and 8. And say, Lord, you said, ask and it shall be given. It was you who said, seek and you shall find. It was you who said, knock and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth. Didn't you say that, Lord? Of course, yes. Said, do as you have said. Do as thou hast said. And when we pray, we ask God to do what? He has promised. David, David repeatedly turns to God's promises into prayer. Out of the words that God has spoken comes David's prayer. Lord, what I am asking is what you have already said. Do as thou hast said. I'm not asking you beyond what you have promised. I'm just simply asking and claiming what you have said. So do as thou hast said. So David other Daniel now went to his house to pray. Number two, he was in the habit of praying three times a day. How often? Three times a day. Maybe you have been praying but only once a day, maybe twice a day, maybe thrice a day. Maybe you can pray more than that. But the Bible says pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing in in Psalm 55, verse 16 and 17, Ask for me. Ask for me, I will call upon God. And the Lord shall save me. And then he says, referring to time, say evening and morning and noon. How often did he pray? He prayed at night time. He prayed at morning time. He prayed at noon time. Will I pray and cry aloud and and he shall hear my voice. Thank God. We have a God who is a prayer hearing and a prayer answering God. We don't have to be dramatic in our words to God. Just come with an open heart. Come humbly before the Lord and the Lord will hear us as he has said. Do not, you do not have to ask God what is not there. You see, God has never promised to give us or to answer us what is not written in this book. Thank God we have it in the Bible. 
you go to the word of God. Daniel at this time was an old man. Besides the point that he was a busy man. And uh, we were not exactly told of the distance from his office to his house. But he would go there three times a day. He would go there. Either ambassadors and prime ministers were his guests. He would always take time. He would never fail. Three times a day he would, he would leave his office. And everybody, what does it mean? Everybody recognizes that he was a believer of God. He was a believer of God. Daniel at this time was eight, uh, an old man over 80 years old. How old are we? 80 years of age, but he did not mind taking three back and forth travel from his office to his house to pray. Now, name all the circumstances together and say, well, we could, we could offer so many excuses. But Daniel stayed on his commitment. Remember, he was set over all the empire and in all those Daniel, he has found time regularly to devote himself now three inter, in interval times for prayer. If we could only ask Daniel about it, most likely Daniel would tell us, yes, there are so many things that I have to take care of and uh, as being the prime minister of the empire, however, I believe that the more works and responsibilities I have to do, I feel the more I have to pray. The more time I spend in prayer, the more wisdom and strength I receive from above. As Martin Luther used to say, I have, I have got so much to do today that I cannot possibly get through it with less than three hours of prayer. Can you imagine? He said, I have, I have got so much to do today that I cannot possibly get through it with less than three hours of prayer. Three hours. Not three times, but three hours every day. That is the message that Daniel's prayer life is telling us today. Daniel felt that the extraordinary pressure of his daily work demanded an exact amount of time of prayer. In other words, the more or the bigger the responsibility you bear, the more you are to spend a proportionate measure of prayer. We should not allow our activities in life exceed far beyond the time we spend in prayer. Observe always that whatever our responsibilities, now whenever our responsibilities in life go higher, say now, uh, now the, that, that proportionately our time spent in prayer must go also higher with our increased activities and responsibilities in life. And God's people say amen to that. Another thing that we can notice in Daniel's prayer life is that he had been in the habit of praying with his windows open toward Jerusalem. He had been in his practice. And uh, practicing for a long time. This is not the first time it became a natural to him because it has been practiced the, the Bible says, our text says, Daniel prayed as he did a fourth time. As he did a fourth time. Underline that, a fourth time. This has been the practice for a long time. Opening his windows toward Jerusalem. And I can imagine Daniel 
trying to imagine the old city of Jerusalem, trying to imagine the God that they serve. Now that everybody's heart is directed to obey the law, which says in verse 7, Daniel chapter 6, verse 7, Whosoever shall ask a petition of any God or man for 30 days, save the king Darius, shall be cast into the den of lions. Daniel took the opportunity to let everybody know that he's God. His God is the only true God. This reminds us of the prayer of King Hezekiah. The Syrians despised Hezekiah, the God of Israel. Hezekiah took the opportunity through, um, now through the, the power of prayer to show to the Assyrians that the Assyrian Empire, the God of Israel, is true God. In 1 Kings chapter 18, Elijah through prayer had shown to all Israel that Jehovah is the only true God, not Baal. All the false prophets of Baal, 450, and plus 450 of the prophets of the grove, they prayed all day long, O Baal, hear us. Elijah mocked them, cried aloud for his God. And they, they cut themselves in blood, and, and blood gushed out upon them but there was no neither voice nor any answer nor any any that regarded so then Elijah turned his turn came Elijah prayed and the Lord answered fire from heaven prayer is our way of showing to others that our God is the true God that our God can hear us that our God answers our prayer that our God is not like the God of the pagans thank God for that let us move to the next point here. Daniel faced the difficulties at the moment through prayer. How do we face the challenges of life? Prayer is the immediate response. And he was determined not to stop until the calamity be overpassed. Do not stop praying until the calamity be overpassed. Psalm 57 verse 1, David prayed. When he fled from Saul in the cave... This is what he said, Be merciful unto me, O God. Be merciful unto me. For my soul trusteth in thee. Yea, in the shadow of thy wings will I make my refuge until these calamities be overpassed or until the disaster has passed. We should not stop praying until pandemic is gone. We should not stop praying until our problems is gone. All throughout the duration of the danger David was facing, he sought refuge, his safety under the shadow of the wings of the Almighty. God, the Almighty God through prayer. We remember that song that we used to sing in our children's department. I still remember them when we sing them. Although we sing it in the Visayan before. mag Whisper a prayer in the morning, whisper a prayer at noon, whisper a prayer in the evening to keep your hearts in tune. Yes, morning, noontime, and evening. Number three, Daniel's constant prayer expresses his deep-rooted trust. In God's ability to keep him. He expressed his trust in God. Believing that God 
would give him. It was not an easy thing to face. He knew well what was inside of that den. He had been prime minister in previous, in previous empires and previous kingdoms. And early on in his life, he was exposed to everything there. God gave him the wisdom. And uh, so towards praying towards Jerusalem is a deep token, a sign of trust in the God of Israel. It was a prayer of strong faith and trust in God. That is what we need. When we pray, we need to count God. We need to count His promises. We need to see His faithfulness. We need to see that He is a God. He is concerned about us. Praying to God at the possible but with God, nothing is impossible. Like Daniel of all, we can put our trust and faith in God, knowing that with God, nothing, nothing is impossible. In prayer, prayer, this is one of the most things we must remember. We are committing into the blessed hand of God our present difficulties, trusting in the supernatural ability of God. In Ephesians 3, verse number 20, Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we think, according to the power that worketh in us. There is a power working. There is a divine God working in our lives. There is a divine God working in our church. We may not recognize him, but he is sovereign. He is in control of everything. He is working in a, in a mighty way. In your present situation, God has supernatural ability to do the impossible. Remember three things. He's able to do what man cannot do. That's number one. He's able to bring miracles into your life, like what he did to Daniel. And number three, he's able to help in the most difficult of circumstances. God, our God has the ability. He always has and he will always will and will never give up. Have faith in God. There is there is an, ab an ability of God that we have not yet, uh, we have not yet experienced into our lives, into our experiences. Don't doubt, but believe. Remember that the Lord is with us. Number four, the main key to answered prayer is faith. The main key, and God has given us the key tonight. We have the word that produces faith. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And hearing by the word of God. One of the pastors that asked me before, I said, honestly came to my office, pastoring I, and said, uh, I envy when I see you preach with multitudes of people. What is the secret? I took my pants before him. I said, look at that knee. There's only one reason. And there's only one answer. I have known God. I have prayed God. I have seen God. Trust God in prayer. And it will happen. Trust God in prayer. And it will happen. Big things, impossible things, trust God. Even if the circumstances happening in your life seems to be beyond control, despite of all the difficult circumstances that look, that 
you know, took place in Daniel's life, he had seen God's hand creating things in his favor. Trust God in prayer. The key, remember this, to answer prayer is faith. And then number five, my last point here tonight. Never stop praying, but the prayer for prayer will surely bring your life to triumph. Your life to triumph in First Corinthians 15, verse 57, 58. But thanks be to God, which giveth us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast and movable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. David's faith, Daniel's faith, gave him victory. Victory over adversity. Victory over adversary. Those are the two things. Friend, this wonderful story recorded in the Word of God will change our circumstances and change our lives. This will teach us to completely trust God, to surrender to God all our difficulties and trials. Trust God in prayer. Do not forget Jeremiah 33 verse 3. Call unto me and I will answer thee. And show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. I ask you today by the grace of God. Hand over your needs to God right now. He will begin showing you things. You've never expected to happen. He's the God of the impossible. He's the God of the impossible. Let us all stand up please. Heavenly Father thank you for the word of God. Preached tonight. And thank you dear God for allowing us to see your hand moving and working in our lives tonight. Thank you, Lord, for being good to us through prayer. Thank you for the power that has sustained us, the strength that has sustained us as a result of our prayer. And we believe, Lord, every step of our lives, every moment of our lives, we believe in prayer. You are a great, wonderful God that we serve. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. You have a need tonight as a child of God. Raise your hand. Said Pastor Ying, I, I believe in prayer. I believe God is the God of the impossible. Raise your hand, please. Amen. I see those hands. If you had never been saved, I ask you right now to open your heart and receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. Sir Greg, please kindly give the invitation. Thank you so much, Pastor. The Word of God has been preached again, and a great opportunity for those who are not yet saved. If you are here tonight, if you join us electronically, live streaming, if you haven't been saved, God is offering a free gift of salvation. Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. There's only one person who can save your soul, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one cometh to the Father but by me. So tonight is a great opportunity. Tonight is your salvation night. Accept Christ as your Lord and Savior by faith.
will be singing an invitation song and uh, after that only two verses and after that we will end so i hope and pray that you will hit the call you will receive the free gift of salvation tonight but the mark what song let's sing god will take care of you okay two verses only and we're gonna end so let's start the first verse, verse. you will not be condemned after you receive Christ as your Lord and Savior. God made a great promise. Romans 8.1 There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. As soon as you receive Christ as your Savior, immediately the Holy Spirit will come unto you. He will guide you every day until you live in this world. To grab the opportunity tonight, accept Him, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, believe what He had done in the cross. He shed His blood, He shed His blood for us to cleanse us from all our unrighteousness. So take this opportunity, take this opportunity. Tomorrow might be too late, so grab the opportunity. God made a promise as well, John 1, 12, but as many as receive him, give him power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Let's move ahead to the second verse. For all of us Christians, whatever is you need tonight, give it to God in prayer. If God is calling you for full-time service, listen to God. Like Samuel of old, speak, Lord, for thy servant hear it. Every one of us is given an opportunity to share to others the good news of salvation. It may be difficult, but we need to pray. Just like Daniel of old, he prayed every day. He prayed constantly. Let's pray one another during these trial times. Let's pray for our pastor. Let's pray for his family. Let's pray for all the pastors and missionaries, workers, and all of us, our family circles. Let's pray for those who are not yet saved, especially members of our families, our clan, friends, office mates. They need to be saved. We're heading towards the end of times. The time is short. And our enemies is trying to destroy man, to kill and to destroy. That's his vision. And all the people say, Amen. So again, on behalf of the Bible Baptist Church, thank you for coming. Uh, also, sa to ang uh, uh, first-time visitors and all those who have joined us electronically, if this is your first time, uh, thank you so much for being with us. And I hope and pray that you will join us next Sunday or this coming Wednesday in our uh, prayer meeting. You can give also your prayer request, whatsoever it might be. We will pray for your prayer request. Let's close our eyes, bow down our heads, and let's pray. Heavenly Father and loving God, thank you again for the book of Daniel. Thank you for uh, our pastor that you have used mightily uh, to be able to feed us spiritually and continually. Thank you, Lord, for uh, the life of Daniel of old. He's so dependent on God and his personal devotion. And Lord, uh, we know that you are a God who hears and answers prayers. Help us, dear Father, to uh, be able to sustain this 
these days, trying times. And we know, Lord, tonight that the source of our prayer is uh, the power, the source of our power is in prayer, the power of prayer. And Lord, help us to be able to be a prayer warrior. There's so many things to pray, O oh God. And help us to have that kind of attitude, the habit of danger of old, to pray three times a day. And it's not only three times, but he prayed earnestly. He prayed constantly. And the main key of prayer is faith. Increase our faith, dear Father. Help us to trust you always. And help us, Lord, to uh, do the command, to always pray. For you have said the prayer of a righteous man, avail it much. Thank you for the perfect peace coming from you, dear Father, in spite of the storms and waves that will come our way, problems and issues in life. Thank you for being our God. We know, Lord, that you are a God whose mercy endureth forever. Have mercy upon your people, dear Father. We're heading towards the 64th year. And we are facing so many challenges in life. Help us, dear Father. Help us, your children, Lord, to be able to do their will in line with the Great Commission. If there's anyone in our misery not yet saved, I pray, O oh God, the Holy Spirit will continue to talk to that person's heart that he or she may be saved. Thank you again, Lord, for saving our souls in spite that we are unworthy. As we are about to go, bless us, O oh God. Uh, prepare us for tomorrow's work if you delay your coming. Thank you for everything. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. May God bless us all.